Oh, now I know it's recording though, so now I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> that's a, that's now a lie. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Outside Line episode number 15. It's in the Skype call title, so <laughs> I remembered. Good job, Will. Thanks, Will. Um, I am, of course, Ben Snell, um, as well as having with us today, Tate Lindstrom, our other guy that's always here, and Jack making a return. Because I think you missed the last with pink couple. headphones. With beautiful headphones. Yeah. Beautiful headphones. Thank you. So um, we don't have a run sheet because Tate normally does that and he hasn't done that. So this is going to be a really rambly episode. But heaps has happened. <laughs> this is the first episode of 2022 and it's already March. So we've been slacking yeah. with that. But, uh, we've gone at it hard. Yeah. yeah, Tate's already blown up two engines this year. <laughs> <laughs> Going for my third. Going for his third. So one a month. Is that the goal? I don't think I can afford that. I can't afford one a year. <laughs> mm. oh, so yeah. we had number one round of the year for DSA. <laughs> number one round. We're gone fucking well. I can tell I've had a few of these tonight. Um, we've had uh, the first round of DSA. Yep. Out on uh, at the Ben Motorsport Park out there, Ben was going to be competing. Yeah, su- surprise, not su- doing surprise, surprise, my commentary I'm... retirement didn't last very long. Um, yeah, but I commentated with Chunga, which was sick. And um, hopefully, when round two comes around, I'm going to be ready. My car's ready. All I literally have to do is put a seat in it because um, stock Commodore seats are terrible for drifting, and um, I'm good to go. So. Yeah, round two I'll be driving, and uh, I think Alex Moore will be in the uh, in the commentators, commentators box replacing me. Hopefully he doesn't say as many words wrong as I do. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That, describing your own exactly. job didn't go so exactly. well exactly. before you did it. That one. <laughs> yeah, so uh, how has everyone been? I know uh, you've reshelled your car there, yep. Ben. Yep, and then attempted to sell it because it's me. Oh, it's because I'm a snail, and that's what we do. And then now I'm keeping it again. So, and now I've priced up some things that I want to do, and it's like oh, I'm going to have to spend like another ten grand. So, um, yay! What have you been up to, Jack? You uh, a head judge or something along those lines? This event? Yeah. So obviously, I was similar to Ben. I was going to jump back into competing and try and do a full season. I got lazy again, so uh, Stuart has asked if I could help out with, uh, yeah, essentially, I don't know what you call it. There's still three judges. I was just like a, a watching over person. Like um, a wrangler. Like a wrangler, yeah, sort of keeping them all in line. Um, it was meant to be so Stewie could do some other things. Um, yeah, so that sort of worked out well. Um, moving forward with the year, I'll probably, I think I'll end up staying up there. I don't think I want to drive the SA series this year. Um, just I got I want to build my JZX streetcar, so I can't afford to drift and build a streetcar. So I think that's what I'll do. Um, but yeah, round was one was actually it was actually pretty good. Good having some of the Vic boys over. That was probably the biggest thing that's been missing for like the last what eighteen months, probably two, two years nearly. Yeah. So having some Vic guys over again really sort of changed the. The atmosphere up, I think, a little bit. Um, made all the SA boys 
step it up a bit, I guess, because a couple of the big boys are actually really good drivers. Yeah, so we had Ken Martin, uh, Nathan we Beasley. We had... uh, he was in that had... like purple Maroni yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we had um, Tim Rasmussen was back, and he went from L2 to L1. So I keep forgetting that he's from, like, Mildura, I think. Uh, Horsham, I think. That's the one. So, yeah, sorry, I think he's a Horsham. Yeah, I keep thinking he's a South Australian, but he just, yeah, he just lives in... Nah, yeah, he's across... Week. Yeah. He's just over yeah. the border. Far enough over the border that he wasn't allowed to come over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what don't worry, that? What don't worry about it. Don't worry about the dog play bowling down the hallway. Slight layout there. It's a good layout. I can't say I'm a big fan of the speed gate, but the layout itself is is pretty good. Going through the bowl there, coming up the hill, left hander, and then a couple of tight ones at the end. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah, how do you reckon the drivers went with that one, Jack? Because we haven't done that layout heaps, and I think it's a more of a technical one to get our heads around as drivers. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's obviously, I like it. Because, um, yeah, it's like a, you know, medium speed entry. It's not a real high speed entry, obviously. Um, yes, yeah, so I bought like, third, the, yeah. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. I mean, some, some guys uh, actually in second. Depending on dippers and all that sort of stuff. But it's... um. It's a bit of a different one because it is a wall corner, um, obviously a rear sort of clipping zone. But the thing is we don't really use it as a clipping zone. Um, yeah, so anyway, don't mind me. I'm just watching this dog do stupid stuff. Um, so you got like a wall right at the start. The thing that a lot of people struggled with, and it was really hard to explain to people because, once again, some people don't come up and see it from where the judges see it. But level one and level two... Um, layout, the level two guys actually drove the second half of the track a lot better than level one guys. Just because level one guys were carrying so much more speed off the bowl into the left-hander, it just, a lot of guys couldn't, couldn't get it right. Um, the couple of guys that would come up and have a look from where we could see it were able to do a lot better because they could see it from where we could see it, where they wanted to be. A lot of guys were too shallow, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the layout itself is killer because it's like a, a wall ride to a real technical tight section. Um, a, lot of people, a lot of people don't like that tight technical section though because there's no real, I don't know, it's a bit of a weird um, S-bend because you got to be really flowy through there. If you're really choppy, it just stuffs up the chase car so badly. It just sucks for the chase car. But it was like driving. I didn't think, I think I actually have driven it, that layout. But not for a while, but yeah, least... I think probably one of the most surprising parts is actually that inner clip. Like I think a lot of drivers that didn't come up were actually surprised or didn't know that that inner clip was so vital. Because mm -hmm. I know when I came up and spoke to the guys up there, um, the judges were really, really um, wanting us to make sure that we had that front bar over the that inside clip after you come out of the bowl and have gone up the hill. And I don't think that's something that a lot of the drivers seem to realise was so important. Yeah, I found most of the guys that were missing that clip and running out wide coming up the hill were always doing these really weird, awkward, like mid-track transitions into that tight section. As you see, the guys that hugged to the, to the right coming up, the car was already set up to be wide coming into the bowl and it did look so much better. 
and it was obviously um, probably a lot easier to chase as well. Yeah, that's what I, I I think that was a part of it, and I I came up and spoke to the judges, got distracted, and then do it didn't do it in my battle naturally, but. It was one of those things, each time I went past it, I'm like, I need to be over there. But you sort of half commit coming up the hill and you're worried about being on the edge of the track and then you look up and you're like, oh shit, I've got to be, I've got to be over that side now on the inside. So that was probably one of the more interesting aspects of that layout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. <laughs> my, my no, you're good. Not. We heard you say oh, yeah, and then we're just like yeah. My thing we says thought it's... there was going to be more than <laughs> <laughs> this is frozen. No, my thing says it's muted. Um, yeah, it's oh, it's it's really hard to explain, but I literally had to get some of the level one guys to watch level two drivers of where they were ending up on the left hand outer after that inner, because mm. um, so many guys were washing really wide, and it is a very technical layout to get right. What I've found with it, and even just watching, you can literally watch someone initiate on up onto the pole, and you can tell if they're going to have a good lap or not. No matter the driver, even good drivers, if they don't initiate right onto that wall, they'll just end up on the wrong line, wrong line on that, um, or wrong part of the track on that inner front clip, and it just yeah, it ruins the whole lap for them, unfortunately. So if they don't get the right speed at the start, they spend the whole lap chasing them. Yeah, they, you'll see them just work their way, trying to work their way up the wall, or they've obviously come up the wall too early and they'll come off the wall too early. What we were telling a lot of guys is to be like mid, you know, midway along that wall to get midway around the corner to be up on the wall, um, which works for 90% of people. There was one guy in level two who, I don't remember his name, um, he's got a 31 wagon. It looked like that Sylvia had similar sort of purple paint job. Yeah. Have heaps of camber on yeah. the front. Yeah, ridiculous yeah. amounts of camber. Anyway, he, uh, I was speaking to him. He come up, he's one of the only level two guys come up. And I sort of, we were watching level one at the time, showed him or told told him, you know, this is how it's going to be. And yeah, he killed it. So, yeah, he was, he did one lap. Um, that was, um, that was Aaron Gordon in that 31. Aaron Gordon. He was, he was in it, L1 yeah. as well. Yeah, L1, yeah. sorry, not L, yeah. L2. Um, yeah, and he come up and he was saying something about the wall when he was really, his uh, initiations were, I don't know, the car looks a bit sketchy. For that much camber, um, like, you'd think it would be yeah. like, really, really sketchy to drive. Yeah, like, and the front was, like, dipped as well. So, like, you know, not FD spec. But yeah, the, I don't know, front, the whole car looks a bit weird. But anyway, he was running really low on the pole at the start. And he goes, you know, where, where do I got to be? Rah, rah, rah. And I told him a similar thing. Aim for halfway around the corner, up on, there's a light pole. You know, aim to be on the wall at that area. He goes out there like the next lap or two and literally like is on the wall from the very start where Spencer KO'd his car into it and like run the wall the whole way around. And I was like, the fuck, how's that happen? <laughs> but then obviously... I'm thinking maybe because it's a 31, they obviously don't have as much rear drive. Because he was like, had a fair bit of angle and everything through it. And you watch a lot of cars that get up on the wall early, they were just like, even if you just mat it, you just drive down the wall, yeah. like down the, um, down the bank, embankment. Yeah. yeah. So, and I was like, I'm like, at first, I'm like, he's in the wall. And then he wasn't in the wall. And then he made the corner like really good and killed it the rest of the lap. And then he did one or two more laps, pretty consistent, come up. And I'm like, dude, just. Do that again, like, perfect. 
and apart from him, maybe because he doesn't have that drive because it's like solid rear end car or whatever it is, um, he was the only one that I could notice got on the wall really early and did the whole wall and then come around the inner clip perfect and killed it the whole way around. Even though the car looked like he struggled a little bit, um, and one of the boys that were up in the box said that he competes in Vic Drift as well. I've obviously never heard of his name or anything, but he does okay in like Vic Drifts. I think they're other. Do they have like a second group like we do? I don't think so. Like a... Not sure. no, I think it's just one group for Vic Drift. Mm. Maybe it's maybe swear, it's uh, someone... like Pro Am Keep It Right. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's yeah, maybe yeah. something like that. They said he's like you know good at the bottom level of that but yeah i reckon he was killing it he was um actually one of my standout favorite drivers and he's actually a really nice kid as well so yeah um anyway back to driving it tate how'd uh, how'd it go how'd it actually go competition wise um, uh it went good till practice two and it decided to run on well, I didn't know it at the time, but I thought it was just missing a little bit because it's a V8. It's really hard to tell if it's actually dropped the cylinder. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit down on power. Remind me of the CA days when in the comp. Nice uh, few clutch kicks everywhere I went. Uh, got home, two spark plugs have no gap, and I'm pretty sure that the ringlands have come off two pistons. So that was, uh, what, $3,500 motor plus the heads, cam, and everything else going on it. But it was an expensive little how, weekend. How crap is it that a, like a stock LS is three and a half grand these days? Oh, I know. It's ridiculous. They were a thousand they bucks. Were. Oh, not even that. I think I paid like 500 bucks for my last LS I put in the black yeah. Well, That's what I thought. I, these LSs, you can get them real cheap, and they're, they're in Commodores, so they're everywhere. When you, when you started well, building the Beamer, yeah. yeah. When, when I first started building yeah. it, and now it's like three and a half grand, and it's done 220,000 yeah, Ks. You're like, oh, fuck. But anyway, I've got lots of spare parts now. So Just not I picked up the old block that had the crack in it that's been welded up. So hopefully that's going to get a new sleeve. And then all of the other parts can come into this new block and I'll make it out by round three or something ridiculous. So that's like August. So you've got, a... you got, you got a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. Well, well, it ran really well considering it had like no gap on one cylinder and it had no spark on the other. Considering that, I was pretty impressed, but, you know, couldn't do that with a CA. You just got to strap two CAs together in a V configuration. Ultimate machine. Oh, yeah. That'd be the dream. 3.6 litre V8. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Let's not talk about my weekend anymore. (laughs) Other more important and pressing issues. Uh, so we've got uh, the battles here, or do we can get up what Will Will had? Yeah. For, uh, um, so we can we racing. can go through the um, the results real quickly as well. So um, a um, a standout this or last weekend, last week, the other weekend in um, weekend. Yeah, whichever weekend it was. It's every, time is a blur right now. Um, was the guy who I'm going to absolutely butcher his name, and it's not Patrick. It's um, Quang Nguyen in that um, RX-7. So it was his first round ever last season, and he's come out and, um, and put on a pretty good display and got himself a win. So uh, i got to say, that was your best pronunciation. Yeah, all of my practice ones show, paid off. That was it. You brought prime time at the right time. And it's still going to be wrong. That's the best part. 
It's still wrong, but it sounded like it could be uh, yeah. right. The other ones I, didn't sound I said like it, it with confidence. <laughs> uh, of course, he beat. Um, it was Jaden Alessia in the um, in the final, um, which I think if it was like the traditional one battle to win final, Jaden probably would have taken it because he won that first battle, but then um, promptly managed to egg the second two. So on the the first two wins, um, he lost that one. Uh, but just quickly, I am pretty stoked on how Jaden's done over the last year as well. Like he, I'm st- he's always been like a good driver, but he's like I'm stoked up. that he made his car pretty and then drove it harder than he did when it looked like shit. Well, not look like shit, but like look rough. Like yeah. he's made his car pretty and then has actually come out and driven hard instead of doing what half these people do and they make their car pretty and then bitch it for like the next six months because they're too worried about That's, putting maybe a scratch it's a thirty-two. On. 32 Maybe, maybe. I think, because, I mean, our level one guy, Hayden Julian, is the same. Yeah. Every round, cars like Chris. Yeah, but he's still, still got black metal fenders and he, like, does 16 hours of bodywork after every event to knock all the dents back okay. out with a little yeah, he's full crazy. hammer. Like, he yeah, that. he's crazy. I think I just said it. It's just his girlfriend that pays for everything, so... <laughs> Um, and of course, it was. I reckon it was. He'll get that joke, okay, guys. Yeah. There's a joke there, oh, right? Cool. <laughs> we assume so. Mm. Um, and then I believe it was uh, Shay Russell that rounded out the podium in the BMW, which um, I think goes back to back of podiums on that layout. And then um, Jacob Clark, who's a, a newer name to the L2 uh, series, um, he managed to grab the fourth, got himself into the top four. So um, good on him. And uh, I think L L two did pretty well. Like it was, um, it's obviously that quad kink's a real pain in the ass, especially going that way. Going down the hill, it's not as bad because you got a lot more speed going through it. But um, I remember the original discussion when that layout was made because originally the guys were supposed to be drifting through the entire quad kink, and basically everyone went, "That's not going to work. It's impossible." And it turned out it was. So the guys initiating halfway through the quad kink really. Um, Seems to have sorted that out. And, um, but yeah, really, it's good to see the level of L2 that's like, it's risen so far beyond the point of when we first started. L2 was, if you don't spin, you're going to make, you know, at least the top four. Whereas now people actually have to win battles rather than just survive without making mistakes to get themselves up near the top. So, yeah. It's um, it's good to see that there's that level of talent coming up through the ranks now, and seeing the guys that have progressed from L2 into L1, like Patrick and um, Bo and Brody for the two rounds that he did, like still managed to do reasonably well. They did just didn't get their, you know, get them get their um, their asses kicked straight away and, and flop in L1. So um, it shows that this talent pool that we're building in L2 is definitely. Uh, Going to sustain SA's high level of um, of driver skill for time to come. Yeah, it's certainly a lot different than you know three or four years ago when the series started. Even L one was like, if you don't spin, you're probably going to make L one quality when we brought the series back because obviously we hadn't had competition for what like two years pretty much. Everyone got a little bit rusty. L1, uh, for those first couple of rounds, was a little bit like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> it was oh, a bit this, raw. This is B-Griffin Pratt kind of material. <laughs> yeah. Back in those days, yeah, you didn't spin. You managed to make it to the top eight mm. usually, but mm. uh, good luck trying to do that these days. Yeah, that's it. So um, we'll bang through our, um, our, our L1 rankings as well. So uh, 
the uh, the Star King, uh, Mr. Scotty Casual Miller, of course, took the win with a Mr. Will I enter? Won't oh, I? Oh yeah, it really left. Ah, oh, oh guys, I, he <laughs> loves, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I might might just uh, have a crazy one this weekend. It's you know, we might uh might just sit this one out. Oh nah, I'll enter and yeah, just take the win. No worries. So uh, of course, yeah, Scotty is a um, a force to be reckoned with, and um, definitely going to be a um, a big battle all season long, especially with our guy that came second, which is of course uh, the uh, the king of the Victorians, Mr. Cam Martin. So uh, if Cam yep. sticks to his word and comes back and runs the rest of the season, I think uh, I think there's going to be some um, pretty solid competition up the top between uh, between those two, especially because Cam brings a style. We don't see heaps of in SA, which is that real big angle. Um, Miller is probably the the one that does run that big consistent angle. We got Hayden's throwing backies every corner, but he doesn't usually carry the angle through the corners. He'll carry he'll, it through. Yeah. He'll throw this big angle, but then just kind of wash off a lot of speed. Whereas Miller's probably the best at that big angle flow, but um, Cam's definitely got that real big angle and big aggression. And uh, definitely looks like if he doesn't miss his foot break again in the final, he might actually be able to um, take take a round away from South Australia because I don't think we've uh, we've had someone from interstate take a round yet. No, but like the the no. IDC. Oh, someone going to come over here and take a round off us? <laughs> Undefeated in Irish soil. <laughs> I'm sorry to everyone in Ireland with that. <laughs> I what watching them. I reckon if Cam didn't egg it on those, I think he egged it twice. And he was it his chase. Yeah, both yeah. chase runs. Both his chases. He just his, really his second chase was threw it away. His second but. chase though was pretty pretty average from the start. He um he, he was yeah. low on the bank, a little bit wavery, and then because he tried to cut the line, he um. He got lost in the smoke, which is which is how he do- he dove up on the wrong angle and then had to park it to not right off the side of Miller's car. Like he still got him, like still gave him a little love tap, but yeah, obviously if he came in full noise and didn't get out of it, that uh, would have been a little bit more of a um, an issue with bent cars. But uh, it, yeah, it is what it is. He um, he still did well. He's he's pretty much. We've had a couple of, of interstaters on the podium already. But um, yeah. yeah, he's definitely he was one one of the guys to look for where we're going. Well, this might actually you know be a challenge for um, for some of the top dogs in SA. Looking a little further down, we've got uh, Roger in third, Dale in fourth. I was super surprised when I heard someone announce. I don't know if it's yourself or someone else there that. Um, Dale had spun. Yeah. I didn't think that was possible. I thought physics had broken for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was um it was unfortunate. Um there's a video from YV Media YV? Yeah. Uh, I always get it the wrong way. Yeah, YV Media, um, who was following Dale for the weekend, so you can you can watch that on Facebook and YouTube, I reckon. And Dale um, does explain his um his error. Which of course wasn't 100% his fault because it's Dale. You know, there was contributing <laughs> factors outside of Dale's control. But uh, yeah, it, 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 he made a mistake, which is you know, it's not uncommon. Like it's not like it's never happened before. But like you know, Dale's normally one of those people that you can rely on to be pretty, pretty on the ball when it comes to like you know leaving that safety room 
to um to not put himself in those situations, but it, it happened for him on that one. And it was against Cam. It was well, against wasn't Cam. It? it was coming through the the really right um tight right That's hand. That's right. Yeah. Which That's quite right. Yeah. I noticed because I watched Cam's video before this. Um, he put up his vlog from from this round. Um, Cam was going back to first through those corners. Which yeah, because his gears. Because he's got so he's got the the, um, the speed tech short short ratio box. So I think yeah, it goes crunch crunch. Yeah, crunch. yeah. And it's not meant to go crunch <laughs> crunch. But um, so they have obviously <clears throat> uh, to be a short ratio. It has a longer first, second, and third. So his first is actually a lot longer than like a standard RB box, which is how you get that mm. short like short shift ratio style. So um, yeah, it was interesting to see because him going back to first through there because I was like, that's that's an interesting thing, which is very like a very Japanese style is going back to first. Like you don't see like a lot of stuff here or like in the states or anything where people are going back to like reduce the wheel speed that much in a, in a tight section. Yeah, well that's that's what I was gonna say. Like he's obviously done it to reduce wheel speed. Yeah. Because even like my VE with when it's got crappy diff gears in it, I couldn't imagine going back to first. Yeah. Like I'll just you got like two sevens and you're still like nah second. Yeah, two nine. Yeah, yeah. 140k <laughs> an hour of wheel speed through a bloody 30k an hour corner. Yeah, but that's obviously the difference with obviously with Cam is he can drive that car fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can't. I just mash it everywhere and blow the tires. Foot goes um, to floor, car goes rah. Yeah, that's right. I just like all the smoke. Excuse me. Um, and yeah, I was talking to I can't remember who it was now, but yeah, they were saying because of his that gearbox. Um, yeah, he was worried about it as well because it sometimes doesn't go into gears properly. Uh, but that wasn't his excuse for obviously spinning behind yeah. Miller twice. Yeah, exactly the same spot. Yeah, two different reasons though. I don't, I. I brisked over that video. Um, well, I, I spoke. I spoke. He spoke to him um, after yeah. after the event. He goes, "Yeah, the first one I like missed the foot brake, so he went to get on the foot oh. brake, and it actually like he spun because he hit Miller Miller's door, and that set him around because yeah. he was obviously right at the point of angle. And he goes, if yeah. I didn't miss the foot brake, I would have got on him instead of hitting him and then spinning. And then the second mm. one, um, yeah, you can just tell because he's so shallow coming up. He's just like." You watch his GoPro on the video, and it's like just white behind behind yeah. Miller, like because Miller's obviously blazing it, and you can just see as he comes out of the smoke, he's realised he's way inside, and like has done everything to pull it up. So yeah, it's just spun, yeah. Just that's what that's the kind of egg moves that I would make. Get myself lost in the smoke. <laughs> I can't see shit out of these holes. <laughs> so Roger back back at it and. Yeah, it's doing yeah, pretty well. Roger back on the podium. Third over the event. I think he's he's, he's going to work his way out to a win pretty soon. He's uh, yeah he's starting to get really consistently in the top four and in the podium. So uh, I don't I think it's just a matter of time before we see him up the top. He's got the Pro Town trailer now. I, oh, I did see it's that. fancy. Yeah, I know. I looked. I missed that. I missed that one. A bit of jealousy. Enclosed. Yeah, enclosed. Enclosed yeah. trailer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Race, race car spec. Yeah. I was jealous. Yeah. Yeah, something I'll never own because I won't be able to get out of the car once it's in the trailer. Looking a little further down, Hayden and Adam. Yeah, so uh, obviously Hayden, Adam Mayolo, Nathan Beasley and Aaron Gordon were the guys that all lost in the top eight, which is when we go to the the actual knockout style battles. 
But um, once again, it's like Hayden's getting more and more consistent, and it'll be only a matter of time before we see him up up on the podium. Um, I was chatting to him in the the, the top eight driver in toes, and I said, "Soon enough, man, you're gonna have to do this like twice in a round on the uh, on the podium at the end as well." He's like, "I don't want to do that. I don't want to talk. <laughs> I hate talking." <laughs> and then um, he'll, he'll just keep finishing top eight then. Yeah, he's, I think he's doing it on purpose. He's psyching himself out because he doesn't want to have to talk in front of the crowd again. Um, and then, yeah, Maello, he wasn't going to enter and then did because he had a free entry or something. And we were like, weren't low on numbers, but we were like, hey, like if people are entering, they should enter kind of thing. Because, you know, typical drifters leaving everything to the last minute from what yeah. I remember. So, um, for someone that wasn't really even planning on running to get himself inside the top eight, which he's doing more and more consistently as well. Mm. So um, that car is a rocket ship as well. I keep saying that it's slow, but that car is super, super quick. Yeah, he's blown. Yeah, yeah. He both just feels it slow, like in the car, it doesn't feel fast, yeah. but it is. <clears throat> and it sounds like I'm not a BSR guy at all, like at, at nah. all. No, nah, I don't think any of but us. But actually. To be honest. Mm. I don't know why. I just I don't know what he, if it's manifold setup or whatever, but I like it. I think it's got it cams in it as well, so mm. cams make everything sound better. You know, like you get people with like those two point two liters, like um old mate that was in high tech and that. Um, yeah. Two point two liter billet block, whatever it is. So it's just like a completely different sound again. But yeah, Maolas is still SRE. Yeah. But it's not tractory. I don't know. Yeah. I like it, and yeah, it is. Oh, it's got a little Ferrari sticker on it, and it's red. That's why it goes faster. Duh. Science. Duh. Science. Yeah. It's simple economics. So a little, looking a little bit further down, um, Kane Scott, I think that was his first L1 experience. He just didn't quite make it into the top eight. Yeah, he um, he had some issues. I've, I've been speaking with him. Um, so he put the new diff gears in to be to be like his brother. He got the, the four nines or five ones, whatever he goes. He goes, oh, this RB20 is like an absolute rocket ship. Yeah, it turns out that his um, wastegate actuator line had come off, so he was free boosting the entire day. Perfect. Love <laughs> and it. his car felt like a rocket ship, and now it's um, in right. double-digit compression ratio. Yeah, numbers. feeling like it's got no compression. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and then yeah, he lived up to the um, the Scots reputation. He rocked up with a, a nice straight-ish looking car, and before halfway through the day, it was missing fenders and. He broke a wheel and he was... So he did that entire competition with a um, two, three, five, 45, 17 inch radial on one side of the front and the other side had a two, one, five, 45 semi-slick. It was off Stewie's car sign, wasn't it? It was off, yeah. It was one of one of Stewie's spare, Renee's rears, but their other rear was buckled so he couldn't have a matching pair. So he had to run mismatched wheels the entire day. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah. So not normal Scott stuff. I had to send yeah, him away yeah. from scrutineering because he didn't have tail lights. <laughs> like, oh oh yeah, he was saying that. Oh, this is crap. DSA scrutineering is getting way more stringent. I had to go back and fix stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was me. I'm like, nah, not happening. Oh, excellent. And then um, uh, we go down a little bit further. We've got Paul Ozzy Austin on his return with his new livery and. Uh, all that stuff looking really good and um, surprising to see him outside of the top eight. But again, I think he had two fifteen, so I think something went on. Yeah, I think maybe run. just 
maybe a little bit of ring rust as well, because even though he wasn't competing, he wasn't driving a whole EB either, mm. which um, a lot of the guys, when they, 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 they take, a, take a year off of competing, they're usually still driving a little bit. But um, yeah, Aussie's doing that adulting thing, which, you know, drifters... You got to do from time to time. Drifters have to do from time to time. But um, yeah, so... Outside that, any any real standouts? Any pe- any people that were? I'm just looking at the list now. Anybody that was maybe a little bit lower than we we're expecting? Uh, Lippy, um, he was pretty I, low. I just see, uh, <laughs> see right, right down the bottom there. Um, yeah, with his with his misfire. With his misfire. Yeah. Bloody Which, hell. Uh, yeah. That's a bed, so. that's a bend move. Taking your car back to the tuners to work out you've got a split cooler pipe. Oh, no, no you should go to SVC. No, no, I knew it had a boost leak. I knew it had a split cooler pipe. I just couldn't find it because it turned out uh, it was wedged against the rail. Yeah. Uh, no, my my highlight was that 32 that um, I spent all day trying to limit a tune in the pits because it had a loose battery terminal. <laughs> and it was misfiring as soon as it made the load. And it, yeah. Yeah, it turned out my battery terminal was loose and it was only getting 12 volts to the ECU and these tunes don't like that. So, But, you know. It, I, I can understand which way he came from with the whole, like, I've just spent all this money building yeah. RB. They're not, it was probably they're for the not best. fucking cheap. So well, he's gone, yeah, nah, stop it. Like, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to stay with the side of caution. You know, maybe if he just, you know, went, oh, let's, like, see if there's anything that's obviously loose or broken, you could, you know, maybe do that. But, you know, it is what it is. You, you, you know, I can understand when you dump a whole, mu- like, a whole lot of money into a car. And, you know, we're not doing this, like, people winning, drifting, aren't making money still. We're all nah, paying right. for this yeah. out of our own pocket. So, that's right. It's better just to know. pack it up and call it a day than risk. Sometimes you know. it's better, yeah, just to go, I'm yeah. not going yeah. to go throw a couple of grand against the wall and maybe hope to see what happens. Hmm. Don't talk to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, other than that, that was, uh, that was good. What, uh, we... Yeah, Kelly did a decent job of, yeah, she had a um, a bit of a fender bender on the Saturday night. Yeah, really backed it into the wall. There was um, there was actually a fair there bit of a carnage. Few people, a fair bit of carnage on the Saturday night and the practice night. But the Sunday, surprisingly, for a layout that has a wall run, especially with a banked wall run, there was not a whole heap of carnage on Sunday. That's because a little thing called you being able to see the dirt and oil that's on the track, <laughs> as opposed to blindly throwing yeah. and hoping as you go through, because yeah. that that. Um, Saturday night, that was like I was driving it. That was pretty bad. Like you know, it was hard was... enough to figure out where the dirt, like, came from when the track goes up to the wall or that quad kink. It was hard yeah. enough to figure out where that went. Let alone people trying to run the wall and not. You think see it's the bad dirt. doing it that way? Do it the other way when you're driving into the blinding lights that are on top of the like the the uh, the welcome center there as well. Because that was the one that we did that night, Prack in Jack, and like you literally came through the corner, and like once you came down the hill and initiated, you were blind. You were just mm. ah, we're just gonna hope for the best and see what happens. Yeah. So we'll we'll see if we run that layout again at night, because <laughs> that was a fair bit. Of, I think Spenny also hit the wall. Yeah. So Spenny did a big number on his car, like as in like you know spent strut, spent floor pan, like that that S14's obviously seen a lot of action because that's Koji's old. Originally Koji's old car. Oh, jeez, really? Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that car's you know, had a hard life, so I think that might be might be the end of it. But, you know, we've seen Spenny 
do a lot of a lot of stuff with a lot of bent cars. So um, hopefully he can keep going. He doesn't need to reshell. But uh, yeah, we had Spanny, we had Kelly in the wall. There was a couple other smaller ones as well, but they were the two big ones. They were the two like you know car benders. Yeah. Well, I reckon we talk about other events now. Yeah. Why, or we, why can, we, we can stay at the we can stay at the bend, right? <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> let's come back to high tech later. Let's talk about those tire stacks out at QR. Oh. Who has an opinion on those? Okay, the so stay, the my... stay silent. <laughs> Look, I, I don't know if there's a reason. I mean, obviously, the reasons. It's track edge. It's track, track edge. Yeah. People keep saying grass. It's not. They never put stuff out to protect the grass, it's hmm. to protect the track edge. Correct. I, that's where the damage is being made. Obviously, none of us were there, so you couldn't see it in person. Yeah. But going by photos and videos and stuff like that, I think maybe some of them may have been a bit close um, to the actual track edge. <clears throat> yeah. Everyone's gone on about that Corolla that nailed it front on. Yeah. He nailed it front on, dude. Like, what do you expect? Like, yes, yeah. they're freaking truck tires. They're not, they're like, what, 80, 90, 100 kilos each? Look- if he, if they were, if it was like a Malala spec tire stack, where it was like you know the the stack of four car tires, he probably would have flipped. Yeah, he would have gone possibly. The way he hit top. it, he would have flipped, hundred yeah. percent. If they were car tires. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. It's like some people said, like you drive on the street or whatever. There's stoby poles and trees. People do rallying. There's trees and yeah. stuff like that. Like. Drive to the conditions, I guess. Um, yeah, it sucks, but at the end of the day, like probably ninety percent of those people that hit him were probably aiming for him. Then you see like yeah. the ones that like tagged the rear. Oh, of the everyone car. that r- ripped a quarter off on him, we're trying to like we're trying to use it as a cliffing point. Exactly, and that's, pretty much. Yeah, that's just that's just a misjudgment and that's on you. But like and stuff that could have like been a wall. stuff like that. Um, yeah, but you don't approach tie stack like you approach a wall because you know the wall has consequences. Well, People not necessarily. Tire stack yeah. scare me more than walls. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like I'll run Archie. I'll run Tail and Bend. Like we run the freaking wall at Malala when you used to be able to skid fucking southern. Yeah. Yeah. We used to use the wall like on purpose, but walls have that. Obviously, they're rock hard. Yeah. But you can run them. Whereas a tire stack, you tap a tire stack, it's, it, it just sucks grabs you. In. Like it just. It sucks you in. I don't. I think I hit a tire stack back in the day in Malarel, like a private day at Malala. Yeah. But I've never wiped out a tire stack at Malala. But Malala had them, you know, a meter away from the edge of the track, or at least a couple of foot, so you could still run the edge of the track, have your rear over the edge of the track, and not hit the tires. Yeah. So but it's it's, yeah, it's just, just driving the conditions because like when we had the tire stacks in Malala, especially turn one tire stacks. Doing, there was way less people willing to do those sketchy single flick and like really low angle scandos, which is yeah. what that K7 was doing. And that's exactly what happens when you fuck up one of those is <laughs> how you end up over there. Like, because all it was was, yeah, yeah he's, he's doing that right on the edge of grip because it's a, I think it was a Beams K70. Okay. So it's got what, like maybe 120, 130 at the wheels if you're lucky. And um, so he's doing that high speed low angle right on the edge of grip scando or mungy between um turn two and the dipper and you can just see it's just it's just gripped up and shot him straight and it is what it is like if you're doing if you know there's a big fuck off tire stack there 
maybe not do a line that's going to, if you fuck up, it's going to put you on a head, head-on collision course towards those tyre stacks. Because most mm-hmm. of the time, the guys running that big two-to-dipper line have power and they're doing a big, lazy, like, and then flick it in. And then they're flicking it towards the tyres like that, not doing this kind of sketchily like towards the, because obviously less power, you're running that line later so you can make the corner. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it is what it is. Like, tyre stacks are dumb in all reality. Like, I'm much more of a fan of, like, having a like a consequence of if you get done for dirt dropping, you have to sit out. You know, if it comes to the point where you lose lose your session or you, you lose your wristband for the day if you keep doing it, mm. I'd much rather lose $200 with an entry fee and have to put my car on a trailer than smack a car, like, smack something and write my car off and have to put my car on a trailer. Yeah. No one, rolled, no one rolled it? No one rolled it? Not that I saw, but those aren't the type anything. of tyre stacks no, that that's, roll you. Yeah, that's They're the ones that say. really grab you and just, like, stop you. Yeah. I don't know if Queensland has any kind of TSA equivalent, too, which I'm not sure if that is like a, a factor. Like a cam-style, like, club. Like a, a club that would come around and actually clean up the track after it's done, or... No. I've, as far as I'm aware, it's just, like, you've got Archie and you've got... QR and yeah, those event managers. Well, the event the managers are also the track managers as well. Yeah, like, I don't think there's many events that are drifting related at QR that aren't run by QR themselves. Like they yeah. run the Matsuri themselves. They run the Friday was Friday morning drifts mm. that they do as well and stuff like that. Like that's all run by QR itself, as far as I'm aware. And there's no there's no like community of. Or, <laughs> There's a community of drifters, but there's not, not, a, not that like, like not an organization of banding like, together. Yeah. You're not like to an organized and... community, like a committee style group where you go, you actually have a, a, a something behind you to go. This is us. We we are representing drifters and and their wants and needs. It's more of a collection of people whinging on social media. Mm. Yeah, because Stewie had his post up about saying going and mm. and fixing it, but you've got to have a. You gotta have that base behind you. You, you, yeah. know, you have your you can't have you old have mate rocking up, John. I'll give you a hand. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it just needs that, like that person to step up and and create that kind of thing for that to happen. So maybe this is a wake up call for for them to go. Oh, yeah, we need to not only for the fact of that, but just having a a way to pinpoint your focus as a group of drifters. You know, if you have issues where, you know, tracks are starting, you feel that tracks are treating you unfairly and stuff like that, if you have a group and a consortium that has a name and has a, something behind it, it's a lot easier to then go, hey, what's this, you know, what's all this then? Instead of, you know, a thousand people all trying to say something at once, you focus that thousand people's energy into one pinpoint, you know, statement, it makes it a lot more powerful. Mm. Yeah. And having one person to go back to that's steep that speaks for the large majority rather than just a whole bunch yeah. of people yelling. And and if we've managed to make that work with Stewie being our voice, yeah, I'm sure you can do it in Queensland. <laughs> uh, uh, Alright, we can talk about high tech now if you want. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Uh, I watched the what? final battle. I, I got on the live stream in time to watch the final battle. <laughs> that was it. Did you watch any of it, Jack? I I had it playing in the background when I was putting my cage in the VE, but I don't know. I don't really know what was going on, to be honest with you. Um, I was actually meant to go up and judge, um, 
but one of the kids was sick, so didn't want to sort of have him hang out there all day, crook. Um, so I didn't go up and judge. <laughs> I'm not going to say it was the worst thing because it looked the same as the weekend before, I guess. I probably would have been really repetitive for myself. Um, but the driving, I don't know. I think a lot of those boys, especially the pro guys, I don't know when the last time half of those guys drove. Like, well, probably would have been high-tech at Winton. Yeah, I guess. And that was a year ago, maybe? Pretty much. Yeah. So, look, I, I don't know. Like They're all a wicked bunch of guys, but it just, I don't know. Considering what we had the weekend before, the atmosphere, I guess that's that general thing that Drifting SA has built and high-tech's come around and they've done the pro thing. Wicked. It looks killer with the big flags and everything like that. But, I don't know, it wasn't. It wasn't that it also to it also has that real like FD feel about it where it's like it's it seems like it's more for f- the production than for the actual like on day like track activity like yeah obviously like DSA is the exact opposite end of the spectrum where like we're not even running battles back to back because we're mm. shoving cars in between battles just to keep the track going and going and exactly going right. and going yeah. and keeps yeah. that happening whereas like a normal drift event has like that kind of like at least they'll try and get the battles together so you can the continuity. Have, have a bit more continuity and a little bit like it's because that's one of the things that makes the DSA stuff so hard to follow sometimes is because yeah. you're not getting that here's a battle, here's a battle. It's like here's a battle, here's half a battle, here's another half a battle, here's another battle. Oh, we're going back to the one before. Like it's a little bit, yeah, hard and jumbled to, to try and keep up with. But then you get that extreme opposite end of this, this schedule there where like not only are they running the battles back to back with each other. But they're also going, oh, we've got a, a, a live stream replay to play. So you need to like hold cars on the line so that can play and all that kind of stuff, which then drags yeah. it out. Like you look at look at FD and it takes them like 13 hours to do a, a top 32 bracket just because mm. it has to be for the show, like for, right. the, for, yeah. the, for the live stream. The TV that, time. And the George, TV time George is- has always obviously been like that with, you know, the owner of high tech. He's always wanted to have that. It was a show, and when it was yeah. running, um, what they call that track in Sydney, Peanut or whatever it was it used to be called, figure oh, out South Circuit. No, 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 no South Circuit's to, the, the, um, the Peanut Track, the yeah, Peanut, peanut track, track thing. Yeah. They used to do yeah. it on there. I actually used to love watching that because it was right there. Yeah, was... and also the track finishes here, and they go around one corner. They're back at the start line, ready to go again. Yeah, well, like remember they? I think for like a while there, they were doing like one and a half laps. Yeah, so, and yeah. then they pretty much finish, drive like thirty or fifty meters or whatever. And be gone again, and then yeah, it was wicked. I loved watching that. And that track was super wild as well, especially when you had like those pro cars with all the suspension travel and stuff like that. Yeah, watching them load up over like the bumps and stuff, and they'd flick it into that little crest down the hill, like, and watching sick. the cars actually grip up and like flick across. Whereas like on a track like the Bend, it's just like big long sweeper, plays smoke show. Like that's that's all it is. Yeah. So I don't know. I, yeah, I was just watching it sort of in the background. Um, I think I got to like, uh, like top four or something, maybe. Um, I watched Bo, like Gagladi, um, egg it, and I was like, I'm not going to bother watching any more of like Pro 2 um, or Pro M, whatever it's called. Um, but no, the, the finals, I sort of glimpsed over the finals, and um, it was a Dale and what's the guy's Brody, Brody, that's right. Um, same thing, like Brody's car is sick. And I remember yeah. watching him drive like a couple of years ago. Um, and he's always been like a like a decent driver, and yeah, he turned it up. And obviously to you know take out Dale, Dale's driven Nola, uh, Talem's 
probably more laps than anyone now. Um, so that no, was good to. Yeah, I think Dale had a misfire too. Yeah, ah, I've oh. got the inside. I've got the inside scoop on that. Is, is it the Dale's cooking right now, rather than um, being on the podcast? Yeah, no. There, there was actually contact on that last battle. Um, on the transition, um, Brody and Dale had like nose to tail contact on the transition. But on the live stream and from the judges' box, you couldn't see it. You could only tell because Dale showed us like in one of the little group chats we got for the the Seto drifting. Literally rear-facing GoPro on the back of his car, and all you can see is smoke trail. You watch the nose come across, and you see the car bobble like that, and then Dale straightens. So it was actually contact, but it was one of those things, and he's got no hard feelings about it. Like, he went and spoke to the judges afterwards. It's like, you know, once he'd seen the the, um, the footage and stuff, and he goes, like, this is what happened, but, like, you know, obviously what's done is done. So, um, yeah, of course, you know, Dale's a good sport with stuff like that. He, he can understand, like, cause, especially because he spent near, what, nearly two years judging DSA. He understands that, like, what you see as a driver and what you have afterwards with all your GoPro stuff is not what you see from a commentary box or from a little TV with the, uh, a delayed live stream feed. So hmm, that's right. He's, he's understanding with that. But, yeah, that was actually, yeah, a little bit of... Um, because I went to him, I'm like, "Well, did you have a misfire? Did it shut down or something?" He's like, oh, actually, like, well, you know, this is this. <laughs> let thing, me you know, tell you. Right, let me tell you a story. <laughs> so he could have told us himself if he wasn't too busy having COVID and having a cookout instead of doing the only thing you could do on COVID and it'd be on the computer. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't. Know, some yeah. of the driving looked a little bit unpolished. It's, it it's also like... the whole semi slick thing as well. <laughs> Like yeah. everything on everything, when you add grip, makes it every little detail way more amplified. So when you've got a whole bunch of guys running around with two, three, five radials on, everything kind of looks smoother at least. Mm. Whereas then you've yeah. got like guys running like two, six, five, two, eight, five, bloody, you know, hundred treadwear semi slicks, and all of a sudden like this little lift of the foot, the car's lurching around like this. Like it's it's so much more amplified. So it is really hard to make it low. Well, you even look at like FD and, or um, D1GP because those cars are all super gripped up now. Like you watch these guys going in like they're some of the best drivers in the world and you watch them and you go, wow, that looked like fucking a bit of a dog's breakfast. And all it is is one little mistake of like a little mistiming on the throttle, a little bit too much angle or whatever on the wheel. And it makes such a difference when you've got so much grip that you're playing with. Yeah. Yeah. What, what did we reckon of um, the uh, 350Z, the high-tech oils? 350z hitting the wall that was a, an interesting place to uh define the wall on the dirt he really did for the corner <laughs> before the corner as yeah, in like so the, came... the banked wall or turn one no so banked wall. through the first first section yeah and was doing the long left hander where they change gear yeah and he switched across the other way went onto the dirt and then hit the wall oh like the leading edge of it <laughs> yeah, before it actually yeah right concrete. Yeah right, I didn't see that. I never thought that I I've done that run. A few I can times I can there. see you getting out there, but normally once you're out there, you go oh I've fucked up and you get out of it and like just drive back onto the track, right? Not yeah. going no I've got this. Ah, Shem- <laughs> Shembry really just kept into it. <laughs> oh, it was Shembry, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> Shembry driving George's car. And it was against Jabbit as well, so like against his uh, teammate. Yeah, so he would have been just full, like, fucking, just like, full he was, prof, he, like, he was definitely, go, like, he was definitely yeah. committed, but I think, yeah. I don't know, I watched it, I seen it afterwards. 
um, him get interviewed and he just like just the way he switched, I guess, like from yeah. from left to right, he just yeah. switched weird or whatever and ended up on a really really high line. Um, uh, yeah, it's just like that amount of grip that you have, like that little t- you know tenth of a second that you're spending straighter than you normally would drives right. you so much further. Mm-hmm. So he Paddy he had a accident on the in the practice or something as well. Yeah, right. he no the night before he they did something. Something happened. The motor. Either way, they're in the caravan park with half the front of the car pulled apart and ah. bits and bobs and yeah. So no, nah, it sucks. But like I said, like that's you can tell some of those boys have not driven for over a year. Or you know, or, you know haven't driven that style of car as well. Yeah, well, that's like, right. Yeah, which is seat most time is seat time. But like when you're just you know if you're doing like halfway hangs or something and like yeah, you know. A, 250, 260 kilowatt SR and fanging around Ray Lee and then you go jump in a 700 horsepower semi-sleek, gripped up, you know, wise fab, blah, blah, blah. It's a totally different, you know, beast to drive. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Ah. All right. So uh, any any other events happened recently or? Don't think we got, so. we got some stuff coming up, general, though. We've got Skid Pan Day... Next weekend. The 9th. 9th of July. This weekend, the weekend after. And then... Drift School, Skid Pan, and then there's a little mini battle comp at the end of the day. Which is only... That's exclusive to Skid Pan days. Because normally, by by that time, we're on the main track for practice for for the the following day, which, of course, will be round two. And then we've got 31st and... 31st of April and the 1st of May. Yeah, thirtieth of April, first is of May. round uh, two. two, and Dose. also skid pan. Yep, sort of stuff. Drift the, school, skid pan. Yeah, drift that. school and skid pan on the thirty-first, and then the round two on the first of May. Yeah, uh, I'll be out there, but I don't think I'll have a car. So I, you may see me running around yelling at drivers to get in their cars. Yeah, I'm probably just at this stage going to just do the Sunday because. Yeah, if I do Saturday night things, I'll probably Ruin go it. full Ben mode and <laughs> stuff my car into a wall. So I think well, I'm just gonna is... do the, just just do the Sunday. Depends on the layout. If it's if it's turn one layout, then you probably should be alright. If yeah. it's the bowl layout, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I have a feeling it's probably gonna be a turn one layout because I know with the double he- header, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Stewie would like to run that big layout that we don't get to do very often, which is the fast one backwards. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'd use that for round two. I think he'd probably save that for the double header at the end. Because I know that double header is going to be two layouts in two days, mm-hmm. which is going to yeah. be absolutely insane. And also, I think this one is at the same time as, is it JDM Speed or something? Yeah, like JDM Speed. So if you haven't got an accommodation yet, too bad, because I'm pretty <laughs> sure everything's sold out. Because there's, yeah, two big events at the Bend that weekend. That's also one of the reasons why I'm probably only going to go up on Sunday because I haven't sorted accommodation or anything. Yeah. So, so is that Skid Pan Day, like, next weekend and then, like, yeah. three weeks yeah. later as well? Yeah. Or... Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot of lot of Skid Pan action. I think hmm. Brody said he's going to take the, uh, the street car out yeah. the, the Skid Pan. Yeah. Does he still have the VY? Yeah, it's just, it's no longer that VY. It's a different VY that has number plates and 
he re- he reached because Brody finally uh, okay. got his full license, so he thought it'd be a heaps good idea to buy like build a V eight car, which is so like a license. month. Well, yeah, I'm surprised what, he hasn't. Yeah, that's what we all said. <laughs> but it's lasted what I don't know, maybe six weeks, and he's already turned into a track car. Like pretty much. That was the whole reason car. I reshelled mine because he reshelled his. I'm like, oh, I don't have a drift friend anymore. Because everyone's going, nah, I'm gonna have street cars again. So I'm like, I'll, I'll go to street car then. And now he's going, oh no, nah, I'm gonna put all the drift stuff back in it. I'm like, make up your mind. I literally told him to say, I'm like, why'd you even bother? Should've well, been... that that thing was like mine. Like it was at the point where like, uh, no. you, could, you couldn't just drive it around on the street and you know, go, I might get away with it. That was definitely gonna attract the attention of the uh, constabulary. Oh please, I drove mine on the road the other day. Oh, <laughs> I drove mine on the road the other day too. I drove mine oh, on the road. That. I drove mine to work. It was just a normal day. <laughs> and then I did a burnout in my yard and it went viral on Instagram. <laughs> and it was a shit burnout. It was a fucking shit burnout. I was like, <sighs> yeah. I just I really need was... to get up a gear. Yeah, look, I was like, mm, yeah. It's Ties a sketchy are... yard. Tires are expensive. It's a sketchy yard, and like that was at the point where like I hadn't even really given it a full pull yet, so I didn't know if like I was just gonna grab a gear and it was gonna fucking shoot a cooler pipe to the moon or something. <laughs> yeah, well, surprising it didn't, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, that's very shonky into cooler piping, but yeah. All right, well, I'm thinking we probably leave that one there. That was enough rambling. I think that was enough rambling. We got yeah. through enough, considering we didn't have anything written down. Yeah, that you can really tell. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. I'll put some effort in next time, I promise. Uh, you're the you're the brains trust behind this date. That's right. I know. I've been doing too much other brains trust things. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, um, come to round two, the 30th and the 1st. And, yep. uh, and if you've got any, like... Um, any shit that you feel like Gilmore needs to give Ben uh, yeah. for his last four years or three years of shit talking yeah. everyone yeah. else? Um, give, him, give, him him ammo. give him some Alex ammo. Alex Gilmore on Facebook. Chuck him a uh, <laughs> chuck him a DM and give him your best material. Yeah, really, really make it painful. I want to cry. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Facebooks and Instagrams and all that stuff, um, you can what? Well, if you're watching this on YouTube, which is the Outside Line 69 as well on YouTube, I think. Nice. Because we're out like we're over the outside. We're the Outside Line 69 on Facebook. Nice. Is um, we have an Instagram that nothing's been. <laughs> yes, we don't blame anyone nah, for that, but it's nah. Ben's fault. Um, but yeah. We... I think I'm just gonna post yeah, that same meme. Just the, again. follow us on Facebook because yeah. that's where all the memery happens anyway. And um, of course, you can follow all of us on Instagram. Um, you can follow me at, at Boganzoku. You can follow Tate at One Arm Bandit. Is there underscores in that Tate, or is it one word? Just yes. just type One <laughs> Arm no Bandit. It'll it'll come up somehow. You'll find it. You'll find it. um, I believe it. It was at it's Jackson Snell and JDS Motorsport as well. Jack and our our good friend Tate. uh, Tate. (laughs) Tate's already up there. Our other good friend. I'm a friend. Tate's already up there. Our other good friend, Mr. Will Chamberlain, who's behind the scenes and and looking after us, of course, um, is um, WL Photography. 
follow him on all that stuff. He takes really good photos. He does, and he does all the live streams and stuff like that. So the DSM helps out. There is is there a um there is a, a page or something you got a, a actual setup for that don't you now will for the live stream stuff. No, okay, not yet. I know there was talks of branding that, but um, obviously that hasn't happened yet. So when that happens, we'll let you know. Anyway. We will. <laughs> All right, on that bombshell. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> See you Very good. Time. Hopefully before round two. Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> Probably after round two. We'll see. Ciao. Bye. Are we clear, Will? <laughs>